Today is the 29th day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is a pleasure and a joy to be here with you as we end another work week together or end another school week together. And uh, this week we've been spending our time, at least in the Old Testament, reading uh, the book of Deuteronomy. And we're continuing to move our way through Deuteronomy, Moses' last words to the children of Israel before they moved forward uh, toward the Jordan River. So uh, we'll pick up with that story where we left off yesterday. We're reading from the Good News Translation this week, Deuteronomy chapter 11 and 12. Love the Lord your God and always obey all his laws. Remember today what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. It was you, not your children, who had these experiences. You saw the Lord's greatness, his power, his might, and his miracles. You saw what he did to the king of Egypt and to his entire country. You saw how the Lord completely wiped out the Egyptian army along with their horses and chariots by drowning them in the Red Sea when they were pursuing you. You know what the Lord did for you in the desert before you arrived here. You recall what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab of the tribe of Reuben. In the sight of everyone, the earth opened up and swallowed them along with their families, their tents, and all their servants and animals. Yes, you are the ones who have seen all these great things that the Lord has done. Obey everything that I have commanded you today. Then you will be able to cross the river and occupy the land that you are about to enter. And you will live a long time in the rich and fertile land that the Lord promised to give your ancestors and their descendants. The land that you are about to occupy is not like the land of Egypt where you lived before. There, when you planted grain, you had to work hard to irrigate the fields. But the land that you are about to enter is a land of mountains and valleys, a land watered by rain. The Lord your God takes care of this land and watches over it throughout the year. So then, obey the commands that I have given you today. Love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your hearts. If you do, He will send rain on your land when it is needed, in the autumn and in the spring, so that there will be grain, wine, and olive oil for you and grass for your livestock. You will have all the food you want. Do not let yourselves be led away from the Lord to worship and serve other gods. If you do, the Lord will become angry with you. He will hold back the rain and your ground will become too dry for crops to grow. Then you will soon die there, even though it is a good land that he is giving you. Remember these commands and cherish them. Tie them on your arms and wear them on your foreheads as a reminder. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home 
and when you are away, when you are resting and when you are working. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Then you and your children will live a long time in the land that the Lord your God promised to give to your ancestors. You will live there as long as there is a sky above the earth. Obey faithfully everything that I have commanded you. Love the Lord your God. Do everything He commands and be faithful to Him. Then He will drive out all those nations as you advance and you will occupy the land belonging to nations greater and more powerful than you. All the ground that you march over will be yours. Your territory will extend from the desert in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, and from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Wherever you go in that land, the Lord your God will make the people fear you as he has promised, and no one will be able to stop you. Today, I am giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, but a curse if you disobey those commands and turn away to worship other gods that you have never worshipped before. When the Lord brings you into the land that you are going to occupy, you are to proclaim the blessing from Mount Gerizim and the curse from Mount Ebal. These two mountains are west of the Jordan River in the territory of the Canaanites, who live in the Jordan Valley. They are toward the west, not far from the sacred trees of Moray, near the town of Gilgal. You are about to cross the Jordan River and occupy the land that the Lord your God is giving you. When you take it and settle there, be sure to obey all the laws that I am giving you today. Here are the laws that you are to obey as long as you live in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Listen to them. In the land that you are taking, Destroy all the places where the people worship their gods on high mountains, on hills, and under green trees. Tear down their altars and smash their sacred stone pillars to pieces. Burn their symbols of the goddess Asherah and chop down their idols so that they will never again be worshipped at those places. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way that these people worship their gods. Out of the territory of all your tribes, the Lord will choose the one place where the peoples are to come into His presence and worship Him. There you are to offer your sacrifices that are to be burned and your other sacrifices, your tithes and your offerings, the gifts that you promised to the Lord your free will offerings and the firstborn of your cattle and sheep. There, in the presence of the Lord your God, who has blessed you, you and your families will eat and enjoy the good things that you have worked for. When that time comes, you must not do as you have been doing. Until now, you have all been worshipping as you please. 
because you have not yet entered the land that the Lord your God is giving you, where you can live in peace. When you cross the Jordan River, the Lord will let you occupy the land and live there. He will keep you safe from all your enemies, and you will live in peace. The Lord will choose a single place where He is to be worshipped, and there you must bring to Him everything that I have commanded, your sacrifices that are to be burned, and your other sacrifices, your tithes and your offerings, and those special gifts that you have promised to the Lord. Be joyful there in His presence, together with your children, your servants, and the Levites who live in your towns. Remember that the Levites will have no land of their own. You are not to offer your sacrifices wherever you choose. You must offer them only in the one place that the Lord will choose, in the territory of one of your tribes. Only there are you to offer your sacrifices that are to be burned and do all the other things that I have commanded you. But you are free to kill and eat your animals wherever you live. You may eat as many as the Lord gives you, all of you, whether ritually clean or unclean, may eat them just as you would eat the meat of deer or antelope. But you must not eat their blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. Nothing that you offer to the Lord is to be eaten in the places where you live, neither the tithes of your grain, your wine, or your olive oil, nor the firstborn of your cattle and sheep, the gifts that you promised to the Lord, your freewill offerings, or any other offerings. You and your children, together with your servants and the Levites who live in your towns, are to eat these offerings only in the presence of the Lord your God, in the one place of worship chosen by the Lord your God. And you are to be happy there over everything that you have done. Be sure also not to neglect the Levites as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God enlarges your territory as He has promised, you may eat meat whenever you want to. If the one place of worship is too far away, then whenever you wish, you may kill any of the cattle or sheep that the Lord has given you, and you may eat the meat at home, as I have told you. Anyone ritually clean or unclean may eat that meat just as he would eat the meat of deer or antelope. Only do not eat meat with blood still in it, for the life is in the blood, and you must not eat the life with the meat. Do not use the blood for food. Instead, pour it out on the ground like water. If you obey this command, the Lord will be pleased, and all will go well for you and your descendants. Take to the one place of worship your offerings and the gifts that you have promised the Lord. Offer there the sacrifices which are to be completely burned on the Lord's altar. Also offer those sacrifices in which you eat the meat and pour the blood out on the altar. Obey faithfully everything that I have commanded you, 
and all will go well for you and your descendants forever, because you will be doing what is right and what pleases the Lord your God. The Lord your God will destroy the nations as you invade their land, and you will occupy it and settle there. After the Lord destroys those nations, make sure that you don't follow their religious practices, because that would be fatal. Don't try to find out how they worship their gods so that you can worship in the same way. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way they worship their gods. For in the worship of their gods, they do all the disgusting things that the Lord hates. They even sacrifice their children and the fires on their altars. Do everything that I have commanded you. Do not add anything to it or take anything from it. Luke 8, 22-39 One day, Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they started out. As they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. Suddenly, a strong wind blew down on the lake and the boat began to fill with water so that they were all in great danger. The disciples went to Jesus and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are about to die. Jesus got up and gave an order to the wind and to the stormy water. They quieted down and there was a great calm. Then he said to the disciples, where is your faith? But they were amazed and afraid and said to one another, Who is this man? He gives orders to the winds and waves, and they obey him. Jesus and his disciples sailed on over to the territory of Gerasa, which is across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a man from the town who had demons in him. For a long time, this man had gone without clothes and would not stay at home, but spent his time in the burial caves. When he saw Jesus, he gave a loud cry, threw himself down at his feet and shouted, Jesus, son of the most high God, what do you want with me? I beg you, don't punish me. He said this because Jesus had ordered the evil spirit to go out of him. Many times it had seized him, and even though he was kept a prisoner, his hands and feet tied with chains, he would break the chains and be driven by the demon out into the desert. Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Mob, he answered, because many demons had gone into him. The demons begged Jesus not to send them into the abyss. There was a large herd of pigs nearby, feeding on a hillside. So the demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he let them. They went out of the man and into the pigs. The whole herd rushed down the side of the cliff into the lake and was drowned. The men who had been taking care of the pigs saw what happened 
So they ran off and spread the news in the town and among the farms. People went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were all afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the man had been cured. And all the people from that territory asked Jesus to go away because they were terribly afraid. So Jesus got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged Jesus, let me go with you. But Jesus sent him away saying, go back home and tell what God has done for you. The man went through the town telling what Jesus had done for him. Psalm 70 A Prayer for Help Save me, O God. Lord, help me now. May those who try to kill me be defeated and confused. May those who are happy because of my troubles be turned back and disgraced. May those who make fun of me be dismayed by their defeats. May all who come to you be glad and joyful. May all who are thankful for your salvation always say, How great is our God! I am weak and poor. Come to me quickly, O God. You are my Savior and my Lord. Hurry to my aid. Proverbs 12, 4 A good wife is her husband's pride and joy, but a wife who brings shame on her husband is like a cancer in his bones. Okay, so this story in the Gospel of Luke, it's a, it's a famous story, certainly in the New Testament, those of us who were uh, who were in Israel last month, uh, you know, stories like this they echo back <laughs> through our memory because we can see the Sea of Galilee freshly in our memories. And this particular story from the Gospels, especially this account in the Gospel of Luke, has always been intriguing to me. I've thought long and hard about this particular story over over the years, even writing about this particular story in uh, Sneezing Jesus, uh, because there's a couple of things about the story that are just so, so fascinating to me. Uh, one is that Jesus went to the other side of the lake through uh, an incredible storm after being exhausted uh, through ministry on the other side of the lake uh, for this one guy because as the story goes this one man was the only one who was set free on this journey I've sat at that place uh, uh, there's a place that marks the spot it's, it's called Kersey and uh, there's an ancient monastery there I, one of the oldest monasteries uh, in Israel and you can walk up the side, kind of the cliff face, and, 
and there's like sh- a former shrines up there to the event. And I have sat there. Uh, I have sat there in the fall when all of the uh, grass is dead and brown. And uh, I have sat there in the spring when uh, the wildflowers are just are just dancing uh, uh, in the fields and thought about Jesus coming for this one person. Uh, because, man, haven't, I mean, I, at least, I, I think we all, but I have played the role of the of the man running down the shore screaming at God. And in some translations, what the man screams is, why are you interfering with me? I've thought about the times in my life when I've felt that way, only to feel Jesus saying, because you asked me to. Like, do you want to be free? Or do you prefer bondage? I've also been uh, riveted by by the events, right? I mean, the, Jesus casting a legion of demons into a herd of swine and the swine running down into the Sea of Galilee and drowning uh, and just bobbing there along the shore is a pretty dramatic scene. So the shepherds, when they go to the villages and the people come down off the mountain to see what's going on, you can just feel the tension and the drama in that story and in that moment. And their response to this man getting his freedom and his life and his sanity back was to ask Jesus to leave. And I find myself in that story too. If God decides to move in some sort of way that does not find itself into our theological formulas or bends our minds around because how could God work through a sinner like that? That can't be God. And so it must be the devil. And so we freak out and just say, go somewhere else. And those are the saddest moments in the Bible to me. They echo Moses. Lord, send anybody else but me. So this story that happens kind of on the northeast side of the Sea of Galilee echoes across time through the internet and lands itself in our laps no matter where we are sitting on this planet and invites us to consider the ways that we're thrashing around and asking God why he's interfering with us and what he's doing when all he's doing is trying to set us free. Or the ways that, that we get freaked out at the move of God that we're seeing in our, in our lives or in others' lives and ask him to leave. We might not out and out say a prayer, Dear Jesus, Holy Son of the living God, I need you to leave. Uh, But we do this with our thoughts, words, and deeds every day. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you into that. What are our lives asking of you? Are our lives asking why you are interfering with us? Or are our lives asking you to leave? Or are we running to you with abandon? naked and desperate for freedom. 
Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us down the pathways of our lives today so that that question can be rightfully answered. And when it is rightfully answered, we invite you into that answer. We don't want to be pushing you away or asking you to leave. We want to be running to you and staying by your side in lockstep movement so that wherever you are, that's where we are. Because wherever that is, it will be the right place. Even if we don't understand it. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on. And uh, the next thing on the calendar is the More Gathering for Women. And we have been talking about this for a while, but uh, registration's about to close. So today's 29th, and registration closes for the More Gathering on the 31st. Uh, so when this weekend is done, so is registration. So uh, I encourage you, this is going to be an epic adventure uh, we are tremendously excited and can feel uh, the energy as we get closer. We've been praying over this for months. Uh, Jill and her team have been uh, have been meeting for months, praying into this event. So, if uh, if it's time, right? If you know there has got to be more to this faith journey than this then perhaps more is for you. If you're looking for changing of the seasons, new perspective, then more may be for you. So you can get all the details at moregathering.com or go to dailyaudiobible.com and click the initiatives section and you'll see the more gathering there. And uh, that will take you to all the information that you would want to know. And uh, we certainly are praying for all of you who will be in attendance. We can't wait to see you and uh, hope to see everyone there. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. It lives on the homepage. Thank you. Thank you humbly and, and profoundly for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, friends. This is Vivian from the Front Range of Northern Colorado. I thought I would just call in and um, give you an update on my pastor son, Noah. He's been having seizures. He is scheduled for surgery this Friday the 29th, and I'm just calling back to once again ask for your prayers for the full boy. 
He loves Jesus. He's a sweet little thing. And um, I know his family is anxious about this. I would be too with my little boy. So I'm just asking for your prayers, for support for the family, for provision, protection, and healing for this little guy. I love you all, and I appreciate all the prayers that I've heard on his behalf already. Just keep them coming. We appreciate it. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. This is a praise call, and this call goes out to all of the ladies that listen to the Daily Audio Bible. This is Cindy, the sinner from Seattle. You'll never forget my name (laughs) now because I'm a sinner, and that is part of my name. Uh, But I wanted to tell you all the reasons you should go to the MORE conference. Um, I think there's still time for you to sign up. And the biggest things that I got out of the conference last year are, number one, forgiveness. It is so hard sometimes to forgive. And I know it's 7 times 70, but if you really want to make some progress on forgiving some people or things that you need to in your life, MORE will help you create the scaffolding uh, to help forgive other people. Not only that, but you will gather some tools at MORE that will help you address your giant. So Brian has talked about facing our giant this Lent. And again, MORE will prepare you and give you some tools to face your giant. Uh, Addressing sensitive thoughts and wounds. I know we all carry around these wounds and things that make us really sensitive throughout our lives. And um, more can help soften and heal those spots. Um, And lastly, I have 14 more sisters. There's probably more than that. There's probably 15 or 16 or 17. But we have been in communication all year. And let me tell you, ladies, I've got some issues that I need prayer for on a daily basis. And these more sisters are praying for me. And man, there is no other support system like a good Christian uh, sister and more sister. And so I'd love to see you there and hope I do. Hi. Hi, this is Michelle in Indiana. And I'm calling for my mother in Kentucky. Her name is Sally. And I am calling for prayers. She lost feeling in her legs on Sunday. And I've been praying and I don't, we don't know what the outcome is. The hospital is still running tests. Uh, we don't know if it was a stroke or what it is, but I just, I'm asking for prayers for her. Um, I just need the da- Daily Audio Bible family to pray for her, come together, heal her, help her heal, let her walk again. Let her know that Jesus is with her and Jesus can heal her. This is the first time I ever called, so I really appreciate any prayers that you can send her way. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. God bless you all. Hello, DAB community family. This is Catherine calling from Maryland. I was just listening to the March 25th podcast and um, once again amazed at the confluence of messaging between the readings and the prayers. So I just wanted to call and um, 
celebrate with you, Bridget, and to say, Bridget from New York, that I was so very moved by your prayer. I will be praying for Michael and Thomas. Yeah, our God is mighty to save, and as Moses said in the reading this morning, when does this ever happen? When else in human history could this happen? Where we can forgive and have compassion for someone who hurt us so badly, you know, in killing your son-in-law. But God is so powerful. He is mighty to save. He upholds you with your, His righteous right hand. And if God can save in this situation, and you will, you will do a mighty work in Michael and Paul. Like Moses was a killer, <laughs> um, uh, that killers can't be redeemed. And um, I think you've obeyed, you're obeying God, you're forgiving, you are um, only in God's power could you ever do that. And in so doing, you unleash all of the power of God and the Holy Spirit to work in this world. And as you do that, uh, it goes well for you. That's what the Word of God says. So, Bridget, I salute you. And you're an inspiration to the rest of us. And so for those who are calling and who are anxious or worried or with, filled with feelings of worthlessness, you think about this. Think about how wonderful and amazing God is and how He can redeem anyone from anything. And that's just the truth. So may all those who suffer from feelings of worthlessness, from anxiety. Hi, um, I'm a listener of, I, I've been around for, I don't, know, I don't know, four or five years. I've been to the Moore Gathering twice. I've never called. I'm calling today for my daughter, Amanda. She's 33. She knows who Jesus is. She knows she grew up that way in church. With, but she doesn't want, she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want anything to do with Jesus anymore. She's hurting. She's been hurt very badly recently. She has two beautiful children. But she's going off to Jesus. <laughs> I can't reach her. Please pray somebody will come into her life and reach her. And show her the love of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you.